Manchin indicted this morning over something. Marshall will have that in his news coming up at the uh, bottom of this hour. I'm kind of curious whether there's any functional uh, effect of indicting these guys. Let them know we're on to them. I can't come to America, freeze their assets. They probably don't have assets. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to talk to a reporter from the uh, Washington Post about the troll farms later on the show. Uh, how they operate and everything. It's kind of interesting. It's like a sweatshop of bull ass. One of the head guys that was indicted last uh, on Friday, Putin's chef, they call him, or Putin's cook. Mm-hmm. Do you know his story? Yeah, yeah. He Just um he pr- he provided meals for all the schools and then eventually the military, which is a huge lucrative contract. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure he got it through an open and honest bidding process. Anyway, apparently he was serving rotten food. All the kids and parents were complaining, and he... Uh, decided to fight back against that by launching a social media campaign of fake news, all these fake reviews and and um, uh, disparaging people who are complaining and 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 having uh, fake statements of how the food was absolutely fine. And he was able to hold on to his contract that way and get over. And so he kind of rose up through the ranks that way and uh, got into the whole world of spreading misinformation. Okay. Wow, interesting. So more on that. Hey, my uh, my software's frozen up or something. I'm not seeing him. So if you could punch him up, that'd be great. Uh, please welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, Jason Matthews, retired CIA, CIA officer and author. He uh, was out in the field, engaged in clandestine operations, uh, some really interesting and exciting stuff he can't tell us about. Uh, and he joins us now. Jason, how are you, sir? Good morning, guys. How are you? Oh, fine. Thank you. Hey, uh, first of all, just wanted to let you know, uh, I just got done uh, reading The Kremlin's Candidate, and it's a knockout. Absolutely loved it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you. And I'm a guy, I I almost never read fiction because I'm just up to my ears in uh, newspapers and and, and, uh, current events and nonfiction and the rest of it, but I loved it. I'll tell you this, though, and this is one of the reasons we're excited to have you on. I felt like... I was violating some sort of federal law because there's so much spy craft in there. There's so much technique that you discuss. Um, I guess all that, how to evade, uh, you know, uh, surveillance, how to surveil, how to manipulate governments, that sort of thing. I guess all that's out in the open anyway. Well, many of the techniques are very, very old and very known, but I have to get... uh all my manuscripts passed by the CIA's Publication Review Board before I can publish to make sure I don't uh, inadvertently reveal sources and methods. Do, you ever, do they ever say you've gone too far here and you have to pull stuff out? Uh, occasionally, uh, you know, a line here, a paragraph there, but uh, I, I know what's classified pretty well and I can navigate around the rocks. Are we better in other countries at these games or is everybody on kind of a, a level playing field? Everybody's got uh, everybody's got their first team. The Russians are, operate differently. The Brits are good. Mossad is great, but uh, for a global service, uh, intelligence service, CIA is the gold standard. You know, I, uh, there's so much I want to talk to you about, but does morale at the CIA and the other intelligence services ebb and flow based on the administration and power and maybe the things they're saying publicly or or their philosophies for intelligence? Yes, uh, you know, any any workforce is uh, basically affected by the administration's policies. 
Uh, we were overseas during the Carter administration, during the Obama administration, and a lot of our allies came up and asked us, you know, where do we go from here? So it's a, it's a little bit different. Each administration um, has its own challenges. Okay, well, that was diplomatically put. So, listen, you spent a lot of time working um, against the Soviets. You recruited uh, folks in Soviet and, and East Europe. Um, so you're really familiar with the way they do things. How, For how long have they been ga- engaging in misinformation, trying to stir up crap uh, in other societies, and how do they do it? They've been doing it since the Russian Revolution in 1917, uh, it's called Active in the Measures. It's disinformation. It's forgeries. It's political influence. It's in their DNA. They can't, they can't help themselves. The trouble with Russia, it's been perpetually caught between the European Enlightenment of Catherine the Great and the Slavic beastliness of Ivan the Terrible. They don't, they, they're sort of schizophrenic about it. How interesting. Give us a little more on that. How does that manifest itself? Well, the, the, tech, the technique of active measures, the political influence, is very hard to predict. I, I use the metaphor that Putin rolls a bowling ball down the stairs. He doesn't know how it's going to bounce, and he doesn't know what damage it's going to do at the bottom of the stairs. It's enough that he pushes the bowling ball off the top of the stairway and sees, sees what's, ha- what's happening. And these 13 guys who were indicted, they were doing the same thing. They were just putting stuff out there to see what the effect would be. And unfortunately, we, uh, you know, our naive de- democracy, we give them all the fuel they need. Well, yeah, okay, that that fits in with this question, because if they've been at this for 100 years, why does it seem like they've been so effective recently? Is it just because of the Internet, or, or have they changed their intensity? No, I think I think it's the it's the effectiveness of active measures. You put you put a story out there and you let it percolate. And, you know, we have a, a partisan partisan atmosphere in the United States. Our government is riven by politics and um, and competition, and it suits their goals 100 percent. You know, it's funny, the politics of the day seem to be like, you know, I'll watch a fair amount of sports, and there are times that two NFL teams try to win, and there are times that they clearly hate each other, and whatever old animus has been whipped up, or all rivalry, or something like that, and does it feel like that to you, that we've gone beyond a football game, and now we want to punch each other in the face? It sort of does. You know, a lot of people have said that Vladimir Putin wants to bring back the old Soviet Union. I don't think that's that's accurate. I think he's got one goal in mind is to it's to remain in power. If you think think about it, you can't name any Russian diplomat or Russian politician who is the heir apparent to Vladimir Putin. There there's no succession succession politics going on. He's he's in there for the long haul. Well, that suggests 10 years from now might be really interesting. Jason Matthews is a retired CIA chief officer and author of the Red Sparrow book trilogy, uh, the latest of which is The Kremlin's Candidate. It's out, and it's uh, terrific. How about to the extent that we mess with other people's elections? I mean, the CIA used to, you know, ooch around in South America, and, 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 and Russia claims that we were messing around in Ukraine. 
Well, you know, uh, there's there's messing around and there's messing around. I think that we uh, we we tr- we try to uh, foster democracy. We try to foster uh, free elections. We try to foster self defense. Uh, but it's it's quite different than what than what the Russians do. Hey, do you mind if we go around the globe uh, for a moment or two and ask you about a couple other uh, hot spots and situations? Certainly, good. Well, is your next uh, book trilogy going to be about the Chinese? Because there's certain certainly plenty of there in, in terms of espionage. That's for sure. They of uh, the Chinese, they say that that is the bi- biggest long long term threat to the national security of the United States. Do you believe it? Oh, I sure do. Militarily, uh, economically, politically, and with their their cyber their cyber activity, I think the Chinese are fixing for you know for a good competition. How many Chinese agents of various sorts do you think are in the United States right now? Wow, pick a number. <laughs> I would I would say you know I would say. Four hundred is 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 a, a close a close guess, but it's probably not less than that. Absolutely not. Okay, interesting. Why, why are the Chinese not trying to mess with our politics the way the Russians are? Uh, it's it's probably just stylistic. They're, they're they're more interested in getting into our mainframes and and uh, you know figuring out our infrastructure. Interesting. So a little more calculated than Putin's uh, bowling ball metaphor. Uh, Kim Jong-un, rational actor? I, I don't think so. I think he, he's probably uh, he's probably a little bit uh, a little bit loopy, but also he's got a disadvantage that he probably doesn't have good information about what's happening around the world. Yeah, that's been a story lately. Um, uh, that was in testimony last week that they don't think He's getting honest information about threats and uh, and results, and that's that's kind of scary, isn't it? Yeah. How would you like to be his chief of staff? Well, yeah. You know, everybody knows that a, a leader surrounded by yes men is in trouble, and he's got to be the ultimate example of that. I would say so. Yes. Jason Matthews, retired CIA chief and officer, author of the Red Sparrow book trilogy. The Kremlin's candidate is uh, out this week. And again, I've just enjoyed the hell out of it. And if you're intrigued by intelligence, counterintelligence and spycraft and that sort of thing, it's just it's uh, it's an education and entertainment. Jason, it's great to talk to you. Congratulations on the books. Thank you. It was good to talk to you guys. All right. Likewise. Thanks. I think we got one hint from a former CIA operative. Of how you stay uncompromised. You give very, very short answers. Exactly. You don't give them any more than they ask for. Don't volunteer anything. Unless you, like, are got the electrodes put to him right. or something like that. He's not offering up any more information. Right. Hanson, get us electrodes. <laughs> I'd be well, horrible anyway. with the spy thing. They ask me a question, I'd start telling him about the time I went to the movies with friends. And... <laughs> oh, man, yeah, Dan was Hilarious. there, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, your you interrogator would... would bring out the Sean gone. <laughs> Bang. Uh, so, speaking of Sean, I have to accuse him of a terrible, terrible crime against decency What yeah. in the next segment. Uh, I will tell you this, though. Seriously, um, th- I enjoyed the book as a uh, suspense novel and an intrigue novel, blah, blah, blah. But it got so deeply into, well, spycraft and how it's done and how you recruit operatives and 
and how difficult it is to know who's an agent, who's a double agent, blah, blah, blah. But it was, I felt like I, I might be jailed for reading it. <laughs> it was really, really good. I would have liked to have followed up on the there's messing around and there's messing around. Comparing I'd be the happy way to follow up on that. The way we mess with other other countries and versus the way Russia's messing with us. Because I, uh, I, I can remember one particular incident, one, uh, incident where I had a uh, woman who's from uh, somewhere in South America, one of your South American countries, mm-hmm. screaming at me in my kitchen. Screaming right. how angry she has been and her family has been forever about the way we mess with their elections. They're and all, keep them from having free and open elections. You know what? That's a great point. Let's follow up on that after the break. All right. I have a great deal to say on that. That is my area of specialty, Jack. Fantastic. Because uh, there is that pushback sometimes from people. Yeah, Russia's messing with our elections. We mess with other people's elections, too. Right. But there's messing and there's messing, as he said, and then no more. I can address... Stop right there. I can address your silly little concern very easily. <laughs> Plus, The Prosecution of Sean. It's the first book in my trilogy. Couple of interesting answers out of the dude, though. He does not think Kim's a rational actor. I was really surprised by that and would have liked to follow it up, but again, to the and China And China is clearly the number one threat. Oh, yeah. Which is obviously true, but yeah. we're spending a lot of time talking about Russia. Like, they're the number one threat. China! So, China? That's right, sir. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Gambling problem? The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, yeah. The reality is spycraft. Remarkably un-James Bondian. It's all about care and cleverness and observation. How smart do you have to be to be a CIA spy? Is it about being smart or not? Yeah, yeah. I think you have to be really intuitive. You've got to be able to read people. I'll bet it's that. Really I'll, bet it's, well. I'll bet emotional intelligence is a way bigger deal than, like, book learning. Yeah, you got to be able to memorize a lot of stuff. True. I remember, I remember that yeah. from reading that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of mentions of he, he committed the street map of whatever town to memory so he could drive there, blah, 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 and evade surveillance and mm. stuff like that. So, If my phone loses power, I need to ask people for directions <laughs> in a town that I've lived in my entire <laughs> life. You, you could not spay. You could not spay. Well, it depends what they're looking for based on what I know of it. Mm. There are different strengths for different, uh, you know, sure people they recruit. So do you want to do it? You want to get in the spying business? I want to be a double agent. I've always wanted that. I want, I want some other country like China or somebody to recruit me. Mm. They think I'm in on turning on America. Then I right. go straight to the U.S. government. Now I'm a double agent. Wow. And I am a big deal. Wow. Wow. Nervy stuff for our country, though. I'm glad to hear. I wasn't sure which side you were going no, double. No, I'm American through and through. Right. I'd Excellent. like to be a double agent. And trick the Chinese or the Russians or whoever think I'm helping them. I'd like to think I could do it, but I'm way too absent-minded. I'd get like a frantic call. Where were you at the dead drop? I'd say that was today. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought what day is today? Today's Tuesday. Hold on. Let me check my calendar. You have a calendar. You're not supposed to have a calendar. You write all this down. Yeah, I'm not supposed to. No, we told you. I must have spaced off when you were telling me that. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd end up with my toenails pulled out somewhere. I remember in or wit- even worse. I my remember in, uh, <laughs> in Witness, Whitaker Chambers <laughs> talk about how he didn't know any the names of any streets or anything to get t- to his home or to work or anything like that. Specifically, would not know them. He would know you turn at that tree, the blue house, stuff like that. Right, but didn't know just so he could never accidentally tell somebody. Couldn't be tortured out of him anything. Wow, that was How part of their deal was not knowing information. How interesting! So listen to your question about there's meddling, then there's meddling. We did a lot of we mess with elections. They mess mess with elections. Two points. Number one, let's get this out of the way. There were times. See. Actually, one of the, my favorite phrases in uh, Jason Matthews' book was they talk about using amoral methods to achieve moral ends. You know, the ends justifying the means, if you will. Now, something that's out and out heinous to achieve a, a positive end, that's an interesting way to go about your business. And uh, this country and other countries have certainly done that in the past. But so, you know, throughout... The history of the CIA, in particular, 50s, 60s, 70s, there are things that are really difficult to defend that we have done. Some of it, some of it viewed outside of the incredible fear of communism is unfair because a lot of things that we did that were pretty morally tough to defend were to stop the the expansion of communism, which I remind you is responsible for at least 100 million deaths. A hundred million. So the I mean, Shaw being on our side was more important than them having free elections. For in instance, Iran. excellent example. Yeah, that was the rationalization. Um, whether it was you know uh, communism or fundamentalist Islam, uh, yeah, better to have the 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 terrible terrible Shah, or you might suggest Saddam Hussein, than uh, give them democracy and have it immediately become communist or or is you know fundamentalist Islamic. The uh, the other thing is. Some of you, when you talk about the Russians are meddling with us, they're messing with our society, they're messing with our elections, blah, blah, blah. I don't feel any moral outrage about that at all. A lot of people act like it's out of bounds and it's terrible and blah, blah, blah. It That's just, that's football, folks. Are you saying they can't handle the truth? Well, yes, essentially. Yeah, they're trying to weaken their rivals. That's what everybody does. So when I say, this is what they're doing, we have to wake up and deal with it. It's not because I'm, I'm boo-hoo-hooing about how nasty it is. I'm like a defensive coordinator saying, listen, they've run that pattern three times. Can we figure out how to defend it, please? I don't, I don't have a boo-hoo-y attitude about it. We are, America's lousy with Chinese spies. We have Chinese spies everywhere, hundreds if not thousands of them. I'm not upset, like, emotionally. I just want us to wake up and understand that we're under threat. So, yeah, yeah, Putin. The only thing that offends me about Putin messing with the United States is how successful he's being. That pisses me off. And how he, to a large extent, has at least aided in the, the trend toward all of us being at each other's throats. Yeah, I'd say. The prosecution of Sean can't wait much longer. It'll certainly be in the next half hour. He did something that uh, may tear the fabric of this show apart. And Jack, you don't know it yet, but you are the victim. Our nation's conscience. How about that? I'm Getty, our nation's... No, I don't like no? it. No? What's coming up in your news, Marshall? We got a shocking new report about another major U.S. youth sports organization turning a blind eye to hundreds of coaches abusing kids. Hundreds? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. conscience people continuing to offer more three word really chopping it down armstrong and getty our nation's conscience that's pretty good conscience of the nation no it's not that one's better i'm telling you i'm a wordsmith licensed you know what i should ask jason matthews the retired cia guy an author of the red sparrow soon to be a major motion picture actually like this week i think See, the the main character in that book is a uh, like a spy whore, a honey trap, uh, you know, entrapment, blackmail, uh, uh, spy whore. Um, Female? Yeah, yeah, which is a real thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you sex guys up, you videotape it, you blackmail them, et cetera, you get them to work for you. She's played That's by uh, Jennifer Lawrence in this oh, movie. Oh, really? Up, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and... Uh, and uh, a lot—it's humiliating, terrible work, and and a lot of them end up killing themselves because they end up hitting themselves. Wow! But um, it's all in service of Putin, don't you know? But uh, I was going to ask: Do we have anything like that? We have to. How would we not? I think at the very least we probably hire, you know, Panamanian hookers. No offense, Panama. We—they may not be American citizens who we train up in this country, but we probably right. employ them to do similar stuff. Should I ask him? Yeah. We'll have him back uh, on again. It would have been someday. a brief answer. Uh, yeah. News now with Marsha Phillips. USA Gymnastics may not be the only Olympic organization that has a systemic problem with sexual abuse. A lengthy investigative report published in the Orange County Register says that USA Swimming, the governing body over the country's swimming events, ignored or covered up hundreds of sexual abuse cases over the course of decades, even as scores of coaches were arrested for their acts against kids. Some of these, yeah, beyond accusations, some of these coaches were actually arrested, which means you have to have a lot of evidence, right, for their arresting people. Sure. And uh, and, and a lot of these people kept their jobs and kept coaching kids. After being arrested. Yes! Good God. The report using police reports and court documents and internal USA swimming communications found since 1997... At least 252 USA swimming coaches and officials were arrested or disciplined for sexual misconduct against at least 590 victims. 252, you said? Yes. Yikes. This is possibly as big or bigger than a gymnastics scandal. Won't be as big in names, probably, but in terms of, you know, all that matters, children abused... Freaking incredible. What is wrong with all you people? If you have a swimming coach who molests children, don't freaking let them keep molesting children. What is wrong with you? Is this the most horrifying and ironclad example of the iron law of bureaucracy in history? That bureaucracies eventually, and it doesn't take long, exist purely to protect themselves. I hope this story... And will put aside any moral questions to protect themselves. I'm not hearing this anywhere else. I only came across at one place. I, I hope this story gets the attention it deserves because everybody needs to realize this is going on. Right. Just it, incredible. Well, that, if they can somehow find a, a way to assign fault to Trump, it'll be b- become a giant story. Yeah, at least 30 USA swim coaches or officials were flagged by USA Swimming after being accused or arrested for sexual abuse or child pornography by law enforcement. Most of the coaches and officials in the flag list were able to continue working in the swim world, 
Some officials were not banned from the sport even after they'd been convicted of felonies. Well, convicted you... of a felony of having child porn or molesting kids, and you get to keep being around kids. Well, is the problem you say they weren't banned? How does that work? Who bans them? How's that enforced? It would be the USA Swimming Organization. Yeah, I don't assume. hire them again. Yeah. Well, no, I just. All right. Sorry, I'm getting in the way of your populist outrage. It's horrible. What is the mechanism for preventing somebody from going to become a swim coach in Tallahassee after they are busted in Seattle? I don't know if that exists. And it very well. I mean, may if not. you're if you're like, is it all under the umbrella of USA Swim? That's like, what this story is. It's a national organization. Yes. They don't have all the names in a computer. Right. And well, that's how, insane. How about we don't hire people that have right. been convicted of child porn to be that's, swim coaches again? It, it's impossible to comprehend. The association's longtime executive director, Chuck Wilgus, said in depositions he didn't take the warnings over the years seriously. He died last year, admitting, though, in 2010 he had failed to protect swimmers, saying, I wish my eyes had been more open to the individual stories of the horrors of sexual abuse. As opposed to protecting his bureaucracy. Protecting the organization. I'm the president of it. The strength of the organization is my responsibility. And if we have to have some children raped, well, by God, that's what we'll do. It sounds exactly like the gymnastics Mm -hmm. thing. USA, it's, just, it's just amazing. Yeah, USA Swimming did not respond to questions from the Orange County Register or from the Huffington Post, which also tried to follow up on this. Even if it wasn't the swimming organization, do we not have some way in America, if somebody's a con- convicted of a felony against a child, that you can't get a job working with children again somewhere? Well, Is there some get, way to do a background check on that? I had to get fingerprinted and background checked to coach rec soccer. Even if you left swimming, that person shouldn't be able to go move to Florida or wherever and coach little kids soccer. Right. If you've been convicted of child sex crimes. On a more positive note, switching gears. A hyperloop that could take passengers from New York City to Washington, D.C. Oh, just no, no. In- We've got to go with the choo-choo train. I'm the governor of California, and I'm telling you the future is choo-choo trains. New York City to Washington, D.C. in just 29 minutes is now a big step closer to reality. Ooh, that's screaming. How, how fast? 29 minutes. New wow. York to D.C. D.C. Department of Transportation's given Elon Musk's boring company a permit to do the preliminary excavation work at an abandoned parking lot in the city. Internet on fire last summer when the uh, electric car billionaire tweeted he'd gotten verbal government approval to build that underground tunnel linking New York to D.C. Exactly what's involved is really shrouded in mystery, but the company says riders would board the Hyperloop on levitating pods. Yes. I'm so happy Elon Musk exists. Yes. Like, just that brain is is out there thinking things like this. And he found his way to America, where, at least formerly, this sort of thing was possible. I still think a lot of people are going to end up ink spots before they get this thing perfected. (laughs) And squeegeeing them out the inside of the train. We're making omelets here. Come on now. (laughs) Well, Fergie is saying she gave it her best best shot. Her breast shot. (laughs) That is the worst Freudian slip I've ever heard. A singer weighing in after receiving less than rave reviews for her national anthem performance at Sunday night's NBA All-Star Game.
Margie issuing. Uh, and you left out the worst part. Yeah, I didn't think that was the worst. The, the worst part oh, is the right hur, 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 hur. <laughs> whatever that was. Yeah. I say best part. <laughs> Fergie issuing a statement saying she wanted to try something different this time round. She went on to say, clearly, this rendition didn't strike the intended tone. All right, a couple of quick guidelines. Number one, let's quit using the anthem to highlight would-be songbirds. And I'm looking at you, Sacramento Kings, um, among others. Uh, Also, here are a couple of quick guidelines. Number one, keep it short. They're not there for you. They're there for something else, like a game. Very simple. Secondly, it's an anthem of love of country. Love of in, as in pride of country, etc. Don't sing it like you ha- want to have sex with the Constitution. That's not what it is. <laughs> That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of our nation. Is that what we decided on? That's pretty good. Well, it's, we're still auditioning. Speaking right. of breast, I want to do a follow-up on the ice skating and the boob that popped out. Oh, my. And uh, interesting tragic. commentary on America. But first, yes. you have what? The prosecution of Sean. Huh? Okay. All right. Guilty of crimes against decency. And, Jack, you are the victim. So you this don't is, know it yet. This is Fergie's song, right? She's in this song? Is that right? Yeah, like 20 years ago, right? <laughs> She's the one dancing in the background in the video. <laughs> That's what she does. She sings eventually, doesn't yeah. she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's got to give up the sex pot thing. She just, at some point, you got to move on to be something. Be a wise grandmother figure. Well, at the Not very least, that. stop grinding on the founding fathers. <laughs> Sing it like an anthem. Uh, a lot of stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. The nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Maybe we can run through some of the poll numbers a little bit later on the uh, people's attitudes towards shootings and what should be done. Also, uh, the tax law is now over fifty percent approval. That you were told wow. that you you were told is a horror to America. All the while right. it was being and everybody hates it. Uh, yeah, boy, the media really, really tried to convince you. To give away to the rich. And, and people are not perceiving that now that it's in effect. Some interesting numbers on that. So we'll have that discussion, I guess. So one of the, Michael, I'm going to play a little audio here. I want to tell you that uh, one of the challenges in running a radio show like this is that you, uh, you associate with people sometimes before you really know what kind of person they are. And Positive Sean is a great example of that. We've let him into our hearts, let him into our studio, let him become a part of the show, and he has committed a number of sins. So the first uh, one quite minor and failing to load. There it is. First of all, he attempted to pass this off during our new liners as the sound of a bald eagle. That is a hawk, Sean. That is a red-tailed hawk. Can we play the uh, the new liner with the eagle in it? The eagle, the quote-unquote eagle. The conscience of the nation. Ah, there's there's the great American hawk, our huh? national bird. I like it. Sad. Sad. Well, it's a hawk. This is a bald eagle. It's 
sounds like a damn seagull, doesn't it? Nobody would hear that and think that's a bald eagle. That's a bald eagle. Isn't that crazy? It's yeah. right on my screen. So that's merely inaccurate bird call usage, which, <laughs> as you all know, is a uh, a misdemeanor. Have fun at your Autobahn Society <laughs> meeting this weekend, yeah. sir. You perhaps ought to be currying favor with the court, sir. For now, the felony trial begins. I'm in the lunchroom pre-show today. Getting a little snack. Getting a little caffeine juice. I glance up at the TV. They're doing a feature on some homeless fellers. And one of the bums is carrying what? The very lone wolf blanket (laughs) that Jack gave Sean for Christmas. I accuse you, sir, of giving the wolf blanket to a bum. No, no, sir. I, I, I used it very last night. I will take a picture with it uh, today, and yeah. uh, and I'll prove it is still very much in my possession. No, you I, mean I you're going to go assault the bum and take it back, take a picture, then give it to him? So, no, nobody would give away that blanket. We've got one. <laughs> I got one for my son. It's very warm, very heavy, but so, but it's just... Oh, so, you got your son a lone wolf blanket, yeah, too? Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, because he saw Sean's when I bought it, and he really wanted one, so... Don't let him know that they're favored by bums. <laughs> and so, a bum has one, though? Yes. Hmm. Wonder yeah. how he ended up with it. He was staving off the cold with the old lone wolf. How did he end up with it? Somebody got it for Christmas. Said, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> and as quick as they could, they were at the goodwill. That's how it happened. Oh, okay. So you deny the charges, huh? No, it is it is displayed prominently on my couch because I can't <laughs> I can't tell people, "Hey, do you want to come see my wolf blanket?" and bring them over. And then there's no wolf blanket there. That doesn't <laughs> that doesn't work. And is that your go to line for your victims? <laughs> to say it's a go- victims. victims. Hey now. <laughs> to say it's a go-to is is probably an overstatement, but it certainly gets mentioned. <laughs> wow. So a little follow-up on Boobgate. Uh, one of the ice skaters danced the other day, and her strap broke, and uh, apparently her hoo-hoo-hoot came out. After Janet Jackson's nipple put out one of our eyes back in the day. Was that 2000? 2000? When was that? Long time ago. Early 2000s. So, well, it had to be pre-01, wasn't it? Were we such a weak and pathetic society post 9-11 that we acted like we'd been blinded by her nipple? Embarrassing episode. So I haven't seen it yet because it's pretty hard to find. 2004 Super Bowl. Wow. Which is part of my point on this whole skater's uh, nipple being shown. Yes, I've seen it. So I ha- I'll never be the same. I had not, and I and I came across something saying that it's blurred out most places, and so I searched on it, and I probably clicked on 30 different news stories before I just gave up. Mm-hmm. Um, all your major news outlets blur it out, like that entire area. Right. Even though you've purposefully, on purpose, gone to the site and clicked on that story to try to see what happened. Right. They blur it out. Now, I was talking the other day uh, about how I'm trying to watch the Olympics with the kids, and the local news channel will put all kinds of horrifying language about the school shooter and pictures of the school shooter on my TV where I don't want it, trying to watch the Olympics with my kids. Mm -hmm. Violence of any level. How many dead bodies have I seen on TV in the last year? Violence, no, no restraint whatsoever. And nipple... And every news organization again when you're when you're specifically clicking on that it right. wasn't thrust in front of you when you're watching something else they cover it up how weird is that it is inexplicable how twisted is that uh, and you want a society simultaneously drowning in porn and weirdly puritanical well well there's that I don't care about the sex thing I care about the violence thing 
the 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 violence is everywhere. Dead bodies everywhere. Talking about shootings everywhere. Mm-hmm. Showing killers everywhere. And a nipple you spend the time to blur out and make sure nobody accidentally comes across. Right. That's so twisted. I wonder if part of it is wanting to protect the gal who hadn't intended to expose her breast. You think that's it? Uh, How about the people who get killed who didn't had, didn't uh, intend yeah. to expose their dead body? Yeah. And I see dead bodies all the time. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm not for the horror porn. I hate it. I you know, <coughs> some some might counter thinking of the counter argument that 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 it's really important that we realize the full horror of a shooting, blah blah blah. It shouldn't be on a show that's viewed by many children though. The freak out over the nipple I think is hilarious. Yeah. Of course at the time of Janet Jackson's thing, I thought the whole natural the whole national outrage was inexplicable and pathetic and hilarious there's a concern this gal not it wasn't like you could kind of see it and there was a weird something on it and it was on the screen no this gal had her boob fall out and you could i mean it looked like every nipple i've ever seen in my life and i've seen a few um it's just and nobody cares you know why because it doesn't matter I'm just thinking watching the, the local, uh, watching TV in the evening in prime time, and local news says, children gunned down in their own school out of nowhere while you're watching a TV show. Yeah. That's going to bother my kids. You show a nipple, I'm not even sure they'd react to it. Might make them hungry. I'm not sure they would even react to it. But they hide that from the children because it's such a horror. By the way, the idea of blurring out nipples on the internet, it's like <laughs> blurring out the football during the Super Bowl. It's kind of charming. <laughs> How cute. Wouldn't want anybody accidentally see a boob on the internet. The internet, people! (laughs) Ah, God. Yeah, the tax plan's popular. I don't know what that's going to mean for the upcoming election. Some poll numbers that are out there about shootings and whatnot on the Armstrong and Getty Show.